This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back. I'm Matt Jones. And today on the Passive Real Estate Podcast, I welcome Melvin Landry. Welcome, uh, Melvin. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Excellent. Uh, what would you like the audience to know about yourself? Hey, so I'm uh, Melvin Landry. Many call me Merv, uh, co-founder of uh, More Land Equity Capital. I'm uh, located in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, been in real estate in some way, shape, or form since uh, 2005. And, uh, you know, I'm from South Louisiana. I grew up uh, 30 miles west of New Orleans. Diehard Saints fan. Love real estate. And uh, I'm a college professor as well. I've been an adjunct since 05 also. So, uh, oh, wow. Man of many different traits. My wife calls me a Jamaican. I do a lot of jobs. But, hey, it keeps me, keeps me excited. and keeps me getting up every day. So, all good. Excellent. Where, what are you a professor in? I teach a lot of subjects. So, ag econ. So, I teach in the A&M system. Uh, I also teach uh, other aspects of econ, macro, micro, labor, and teach various business subjects as well. But, uh like econ, man, it's always kind of been my thing. Uh, always kind of got a knack for it. I love looking at trends and data and trying to uh, assess where the economic trends are going, man. That, that's what I like to do. Excellent. Yeah, I've read a couple of books by uh, Thomas Sowell about yeah, okay. you know economics, and, and uh, those were really informative to <laughs> get yeah. me into the world of uh, econ. Yeah. Um, so back in 2005, how'd you get started uh, with uh, real estate investing at that time? Uh, you know what? So I jumped into real estate... Uh, kind of indirectly. So I went to the University of Arkansas and, uh, you know, and once me and my buddies, we graduated, they, uh, they were, they got their PhDs and went to, went to be professors as well. So uh, I did it in adjunct capacity, part-time, right. From uh, various schools, they did it full-time. So, uh, you know, post grad school would always go visit my buddies. Right. And ironically, two of them were teaching in the Pittsburgh MSA area. I was living in Nebraska at the time. So I was in the middle of the heartland. They were out in the, in Pittsburgh. So I go, go visit my buddies, hang out, you know, you know, just, you know, what frat brothers do to go hang out, kick it. And uh, one of my frat brothers who I, you know, I, I uh, you know, I trust his advice very wisely. kind of like a mentor to me. Uh, he uh, kind of had a few rental properties and I kind of saw that idea. I was like, oh, okay. Potential idea to get some more, more money, more cash flow, right? Uh, you know, the thought wasn't at the time to grow and scale, but uh, I started buying properties, man. I started buying REOs and, you know, I was coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, once I was building this thing, I was coming almost once a quarter and I had to build a power team. I got a realtor, uh, got a title company, two title companies who I got in real good with, got in with a bunch of contractors. Uh, at one point I was dealing with two to three different contractor crews and it started growing. And uh, just it started growing and uh, kind of indirect if passively. So I was doing a lot from the middle of the heartland, was buying properties, bidding on REOs, three, four bedrooms, et cetera. You know, I had a price point 15 to 25,000, 35,000, and I was buying them cash. And it was like Monopoly, man. Like I was playing on an online casino game. I was just bidding and bidding, and I was winning. Oh, crap. So grew pretty quick pretty fast. So, yeah. Excellent. And then currently, do you invest more passively or actively or a bit of both? I do both. Uh, love passive investing. Uh, just literally, you think about 2005, we're in what, 
we're where we're at now, almost 18 years down the line, my light bulb is going off again in terms of being able to passively invest, uh, minimize my tax bill, which is another uh, key component for me. Anything I can do to mitigate my tax bill, I'm my hands up. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, actively kind of rolling in it as well. The, the you know, the, the, the process and the structure is coming together for me and my partner, which is my wife. And, uh, you know, it takes about a year or so plus to build it to make sure you kind of have a well-oiled machine where we feel real comfortable. But love passively investing. We try to do uh, four to five a year is our target to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going from that standpoint. So yeah, that's that's the that's the vision behind the, the mindset of the approach. Very good. And that's awesome that you're partnered with your wife. Uh, yeah. any, any advice for investors out there to convince their spouses that, uh, hey, real estate is a, a good way to go? Man, you know, I get asked that all the time. And look, I'll be honest with you. Early on, when I first decided I need to go all in on multifamily, my wife had a job. When I was doing single family all those years, she just saw the checks, didn't really challenge the status quo. I kind of was doing my own thing. And that's kind of how it was, right? And, uh, you know, went to a seminar in 2022, uh, you know, joined the mentoring program. She was good with that. Decided to join the mastermind program. She was like, whoa, we spent how much? I'm like, trust me, I've been successful in real estate all these years. And she's like, you know what? I trust you, right? That's the trust factor is, is, is it's half the battle. I trust you. Let's, let's give it a try. Went to our first mastermind event in November, 2022. Game over. <laughs> Game over. 60 days later, she quit her job, her corporate job. And now she's helping with the back end, pushing the business. And I love it that she's done that. And I love it because it's a divide and conquer approach. And we're really, really, really gaining a lot of steam in just 12 months. So when you're aligned with your spouse, which is half the battle, and, you know, I go on podcasts as well with my wife and we kind of tell the story. Uh, you know, real estate has been the savior for me and my family. Real estate has saved us from bankruptcy. Oh, tell me that yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. It saved us from bankruptcy. So, um, yeah, yeah. How, how <laughs> does it save you? Saved us from bankruptcy. Yeah, so maybe another story for another day, but we were franchise owners in Texas in a class A development and we ran it for four years. We invested time, heart, money, a lot of money. My wife quit a $200,000 a year job before, retired first time, right? Ran the business, didn't make any money, man. Four years, she collected one check for $800. Oh, wow. She was working in the business. My mother-in-law, who's now 74, she was working in the business. You know, I got a lot of jobs already. I started working in the business part-time, catering and doing it, and we still couldn't get the balance sheet to turn around. So uh, we decided, look, Enough's enough. Close it. And, you know, we're closing anything, right? When you're in contractual arrangements, that comes with obligations and liabilities. And uh, we weathered the storm after the fact. We came out stronger. And uh, me being a procurement supply chain guy, we ended up settling, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah, restaurants a tough business, a small yep. profit margin and and <laughs> tough competition. Yeah, it's wow. brutal. A lot of headaches. And as you can see, we have no hair, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's not coming back. But yeah, so. And then uh, what kind of deals do you invest in right now with uh, real estate? You know, I like, uh, you know, coming in. 
I was like a kid in a candy store. So I invested in class A. I invested in class B. I invested in class C. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, 100 units and above. Um, you know, we are in 11 deals in 12 months. Two active, nine passive. Uh, since then, we've we've learned a ton. We've learned a ton. Uh, I'll say this, uh, and to answer your question, uh, like class B, B minus is the sweet spot. You know, if if the area makes sense, uh, we'll consider C. You know, from that standpoint, uh, you know, 100 units and above. And particularly for ourselves, right? We're looking at, uh, you know, we're looking at smaller stuff that we can maybe take down and kind of own our, on our own. So 30, 50 units from that standpoint. And uh, we like the Midwest. We've invested in the Sun Belt. We know the Sun Belt has, uh, has its pros. Everything has pros and cons, but right now we're we're real focused on trying to grow our footprint in the Midwest. We love the Midwest. We live here, um, and it 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 breeds stability from uh, rent growth, slow but steady, and that's what we like from that standpoint. Where in the Midwest are you investing? Uh, so we're investing in Ohio, uh, also investing in Kansas, and we are looking in our backyard, Pennsylvania. We like West Virginia too, man, in terms of smaller uh, West Virginia. You don't hear many folks kind of talking about that. But uh, if you're looking for, you know, 30 to 50 units, you know, class B in the right area, the household income fits the bill, crime is low, uh, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I'm looking for a slow, steady cash flow to build generational wealth. That's what I'm in this game for, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, slow, slow, steady, Eddie, I, I'm, I'm all for it, so. Yeah, real estate is not a get rich quick scheme, but it is no, a, a get rich no. for sure over for time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh why do you find the sweet spot in, in the uh you know class B B uh, minus uh hundred unit pluses? Why why do you like that so much? A lot of spread, right? A lot of opportunity, chance to add value, uh, you know, increase the rents, you know. You know, there's a pro and con to every facet, right? Even on class A, where we're at, you know. I, you know, I love economic trends. I love looking at the data. You know, there's potential opportunities on class A properties coming too, right? As interest rates continue to soar. And, uh, you know, right now, economy is like, I call it a pressure cooker. You know, it's boiling, man. I mean, uh, rates are high. You know, employment is raging and the need for jobs are still there. So, uh, you know, we're kind of at a at a unique impasse right now, which could be favorable for folks looking to get into real estate, even though, rates are considered high, right? When we were, what, probably high school, given our age, I'm assuming we're similar ages. I mean, the rates were 10, 12, 14% when my parents built their homes. So I'm not going to complain. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, yeah. six, six and a half, seven percent is, is still cheap still money. Still pretty good, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I mean, you know, you know, you know, you get a little older, you get a little wiser, right? I remember, right, when uh, my parents built our house in South Louisiana, the rate was, you know, because I had a passion for econ even before I went to college, right? It was like 13, 14%. They ended up paying it off for the house that we own now, which is my, my childhood home, right? So there was a race for speed to pay it off because the interest was, you know, the, the analogy, the interest is killing me, right? <laughs> well, the same goes for a lot of, uh, you know, you know, folks, who are in some unique situations now uh, from an interest rate standpoint, but uh, it, was, it was way worse back then. So, indeed. And how are you finding your deals right now? So you know, proximity is power. 
So uh, we love partnering up. We're, we're part of a couple of groups, uh, a couple of ecosystems. If you know, I would and would provide advice to anybody: join the ecosystem. You know, never be the smartest guy in the room, and try to uh, try to learn and network. You know, I I like to take advantage of social media to really kind of throw out just you know, how much availability and opportunity there is to network. You can literally plug into an ecosystem or a webinar or a group every single day, seven days a week. No excuse. I tell folks that it's just, it's just no excuse. No excuse to be a sponge for learning. And, you know, I like uh, my analogy. Hey, I'm an instructor. I'm a professor. I teach, but hey, I love to learn too by any means necessary. And that's how you grow. Exactly. And that's such great advice. You know, I, I tell that to people a lot. Like you can try to figure it out on your own, but you're going to make all the rookie mistakes and it's going to be painful and slow. But if you just work with other people, whether it's uh, you hire a coach or a mentor or join a mastermind or some group or, or partner with other people who are already really experienced in the type of real estate you want to do, you're going to go a lot farther, a lot faster and, and uh, save a lot more money with, uh, you know, the problems that you'd encounter by doing that than trying to do it all on your own. And I'll echo what you just said. And even the single family, no five. I bought a few houses. I, I grew quick. Oh, crap. So I got a mentor. And I was in the educational ecosystem. It was lending me the money when I bought the deal right. Even on a single family front, even though it has slowed down, but I still do a couple of uh, flips in my local market. The numbers make sense. 70%, uh, you know, 70% in terms of the, the amount versus versus the, the you know after repair value along with the rehab if it makes sense i can get 100 financing i'm taking those win those wins all day so it's a little tougher with the way rates are but there are still great deals out there so uh on the multifamily front right partner with individuals um you know i decide to get a subscription agreement whereas i can kind of find the deals and look to see what's going on study the analytics and just send out marketing material and call folks on my own so that has worked in the single family world. And it's my expectation as I'm really ramping up in multifamily, the same results will uh, will come to pass. Excellent. And for these uh, nine deals that you're invested passively in, did you find those sponsors through the, these uh, groups that you're in? or, or Absolutely. Did you... okay. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, built relationships, you know, and uh, just kind of, hey, continue to build on them. And, uh, you know, every deal is not a rosy deal. I'll say that. But, uh, you know, my first initial pass for getting into these deals was to minimize my tax bill via bonus depreciation. Number one, everyone has different reasons for why they get into deals. I need my tax bill mitigated to zero. So wherever I need to do to passively invest to take advantage of that, I'm looking. That's first and foremost, my number one, number one point for me. <laughs> everyone's points is different. So, um, you know, majority of deals are doing well, right? One or two of them, uh, you know. Not so well, but comes with the territory and you got to be willing to take risk. So um, I've always been a risk taker. Obviously, you heard my story with the restaurant. We took some risks. It didn't go quite so well. So, uh, you know, my investing philosophy is, is one where I'm willing to take risks and I'm willing to uh, put capital to uh, help get a better trade off to lower my tax bill, get some cash flow and uh, hopefully get a nice multiple at the end. Right. When things go well. So. Indeed. And I agree with you in the tax bill, Merv. Uh, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. So Amen. there's uh, high income people who just make a lot of money, but the money goes right out the door and they're basically yeah. living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, yeah. you know, they're yeah. doctors and lawyers and things like that. Yeah. As a business owner, I kind of learned that was like my first taste of uh, 
really not having to pay tax as a business owner. And you know, my balance sheet was quite bloody. So that ended up kind of favorably helping me, but uh, in, in that scheme. But after I kind of saw that and really saw the aspects of passively investing, how I kind of minim minimize my tax bill and the structure, the way you need to set it up, I'm like, I'm all in, let's go. And we're going to keep doing this too, as well. So uh, to get those incentives. Excellent. And, uh, you know, of these different sponsors that you have invested passively with, uh, like, how are you, uh, like, what's your advice to be able to tell if a sponsor is going to do a good job with a particular deal or not? Hard to tell. Every deal is different. I would say getting to know sponsors take times. You know, there's some, there is a lot of checklists out there that many individuals, there's a checklist that I follow, Right. And I got a checklist from someone who I'm a part of their mastermind. There's a due diligence checklist. Ask the questions, ask the tough questions. And, uh, you know, if you're not aligned to the responses, move on. There's going to be a lot of deals out there. There's always a lot of deals. And there's going to be a lot more coming here pretty soon, next couple of quarters, as we probably are well aware. But uh, really get to know the, the sponsors, the track record. And, um, yeah, it takes time, man. It, you know, it takes time. So um, I can't, I can't express and emphasize that enough. Um, you know, as I've kind of gone through, you know, deals, now, opportunities and uh, what I'm seeing now is okay. I invested with sponsor XYZ. Will I invest with them again? And half in probably 70% of the cases. Yeah. I would invest with them again. And 30% of the cases where I invested passively, I won't invest with them again, period. We'll keep it moving. Yep. What makes you decide not to invest with somebody again? Well, results are one thing, right? But I mean, communication is key, right? I'm all for giving, uh, you know, I'm all for giving folks benefit of the doubt, regardless of situation, right? But if you don't get the communication that you expect, right? Even if it's low on the, you know, if it's on a 10 scale and your communication is two to three, make the guy back to me, right? There's been on one or two occasions of kind of, you know, communication going on. I haven't gotten responses. So, um, you know, sometimes true colors come out after the fact of investing with, with individual groups and uh, you know, you can forgive, but Hey, you don't forget. Right. So uh, I can put my capital anywhere. So uh, I know for a fact on at least two of my deals, not investing with the sponsor again, and we'll just pull that chapter and keep it moving. <laughs> if you will. So. Indeed. Yeah. The sponsor so, matters more than the deal itself. Mm -hmm. And are you a track record? I mean, you know, oh, you can mm -hmm. take a darn good team, on a shaky deal, and they could they could come out pretty good, and you can take a train wreck of a of a, of a team, and can really just derail a deal, right? And I mean alignment and align alignment and agreements, right? From a team standpoint, is key and critical. I mean, but communication and and integrity is that's half the battle. If you communicate and if you're if you're honest, even if a deal goes south, it is where it is. If if, if I trust you, I'm willing to give you another shot. Yeah, so. excellent. And then you're you're active in a couple of deals as well. What uh, sort of deals are those? Uh, so one's a class C C plus in a in a B area, uh, San Antonio, forty eight units uh, near a local community college, going well. And another one is a two hundred unit class B in South San Antonio as well, going very well. The transition is is progressing, implementing the business plan, and uh, you know the rents are. Uh, the rents we're getting versus performer exceeding very well. So 
going going well, man. Going well. So uh, you know, we're you know, we are underwriting every day opportunities. You know, I'm looking for opportunities every day and uh, really trying to grow and enhance footprint uh in our own kind of local uh market, if you will. You know, we invested a lot in Texas because uh, you know, we've been, we've been living in Pittsburgh for a couple of years now, but before that we were in Texas, right? I mentioned Texas uh six years. So very well familiar with the uh, the Dallas MSA, like the San Antonio MSA as well. And uh, but you know, kind of uh, future state as we're looking, trying to really grow that footprint and put our imprint in our own backyard and local uh, local area. So good. And uh, what's your role on your team? My role, oh man, I, I do a lot. So I do a lot of investor relations, and I'm also looking for deals as well. So uh, my wife, she's my partner. She does a, all of the underwriting and uh for us and and does and really really keen on kind of going through underwriting and, and kind of spot checking right there's a certain target that we try to reach uh from a ir perspective and again the, the size of the deal right we, we're flexible on that but we want to make sure we try to reach a specific type of irr uh that's critical right because as you're dealing with these larger type projects right nothing is going to run perfect it never does so being able to account for that and in and your underwriting and being as conservatively from a risk standpoint, I think is key to overall success because things will happen. Mm-hmm. What kind of IRR do you normally try to achieve? Uh, we try to low 20s, 22 to 25. So you, you got to buy it right, right? So uh, you got to buy it right. And you got to ensure that, uh, you know, as conservative as possible in underwriting, right? Rates are where they are. And, uh, you know, me with my econ background, I'm, I'm always trying to assess where this thing is going to go, right? An economist is just like everyone else. Everyone has an opinion, right? So uh, you can just, you know, but assessing trends uh, and understanding how markets will react and things of that nature is something that I like to do. It's something that I kind of teach to, to other individuals as well from a student perspective. Yeah, I've heard if you ask uh, five uh, economists for their opinion on something, you'll get uh, like seven opinions uh, back at you uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so how can time right now? Yeah. So how can you determine or like how can a passive investor rather determine if you and your team are a good match for what they're looking for in a sponsor? I would say a passive investor should kind of get to know us, our our philosophy. There needs to be some type of criteria point face to face interaction, kind of see. Talk to us, see where we're coming from. Right. See, you know, you can tell by discussion, right, even face to face if you jive with someone or not. Right. And, uh, you know, so that matters. Track record matters. Um, and you know, again, it takes time. It may not take one discussion. It may take a couple of different discussions, uh, to try to, uh, make a determination. Is this, you know, is, is, is this person, the person I want to invest with current state, future state, et cetera. Right. Also, uh, kind of pay attention to kind of what's outside the ecosystem, outside communications as well. So, that could be kind of social media communications and things of that nature, right? And get references. Mm. I, you know, I, I would think, you know, talk to, you know, don't don't hesitate to ask for a reference or two of someone you're either working with or maybe an investor who has gone, uh, who's involved in a deal or going full cycle on a deal. Um, you know, the word of mouth marketing and the, and the recommendations you get, that fuels, uh, you know, that fuels favorably or neg- negatively depending on uh, what side, you know, what side of the ball things fall on. So that's what would be my recommendation. Excellent. And uh, what's the problem that you encountered with a real estate investment and how was it handled? 
I don't know what a real estate investment. I'll go small. So uh, on the smaller front, right? We, you know, I kind of have a. I do automated direct mail to sellers, vacant properties, and things of that nature. So uh, I got, I guess, I got lucky and I acquired uh, twelve units uh, from an individual, all distressed. So immediately, uh, as you can imagine, as soon as it turned ownership, I started getting letters from municipalities and things of that nature. Got to clean this up. So, how did I clean it up? Reach out to the reach out to every municipality part of this new uh, portfolio that I bought. Introduce myself. Let them know it's going to be get cleaned up, and just got a team on it to attack it to to kind of get mitigate some of the uh, kind of code issues that were associated to it, and um, kind of get the properties cleaned up. Turned some into rentals. Ended up kind of selling off a few of them. And uh, it was end up being a real good opportunity in terms of uh, finding the right deal, buying it right. It was a subject to deal, and then acting on the business plan, cleaning it up, selling some off, and have some viable rentals. That's bringing in some good cash flow. So uh, you know, I would tell anyone and everyone: look, everyone's looking for the big deal for the big opportunity. If that deal opportunity is small and you can still go on the cash flow, go for it. Why not? Cool. Are you ready to end with a speed round? Let's do it. What's your favorite part about passive real estate investing? Bonus depreciation and helping me out at tax time, number one. <laughs> what do you know now about passive real estate investing that you wish you knew when you first got started? I would say the opportunity to spread out a huge amount of capital that I had across more deals. So get diversified. So I have a podcast called that. Um, you know, so I wish I had the opportunity to, I, I'm in 11 deals, nine passively, maybe I could have been in 14 to 15 passively if I would have spread out capital and just requested that of the sponsors. So, and, uh, what's a book that you can recommend to other investors? You know, uh, it's not a real estate book per se, but it's called UOU mm. by Eric Thomas. So, to be successful in this business, you got to work on yourself. <laughs> you got to work, you know, it, it, you know, you got to get the habits. You got to work on yourself. You got to make sure you are, have the mindset to be able to take the actions of what you need to be successful. And that's something I think about day in and day out. How can I work on my mindset to be better? Because it's easily to go off track and go do something that's not effective. Well, with holidays, graduation. So, so yeah, so. Yep, I'm actually uh, reading it uh, or listening to the audiobook on my phone right now. I'm ninety-one percent left or, or done yeah. at least. There you go. Love that book. You owe you. Great book. Uh, how can our listeners get in contact with you if they want to learn more about what you have going on and and to determine if you're a good fit for them? Sure. Uh, we you can find me uh, via our website morelandequity.com. So that's M O R E L A N D equity.com. I'm on Facebook. You can find me by Melvin Landry. You can find me on LinkedIn as well. So great. That's where you can find me. Yeah. I'll include those links in the show notes as well as a link to your podcast. Yeah. 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 Get diversified. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention that we haven't covered yet? Hmm. No, nah, I would say, uh, no, nah, man, we, you know, we covered off all bases. Folks know where to find me. Check out our website. You know, we have a podcast as well get diversified and uh, nah, man, I, I, nah, I think we covered it all. So I, and I appreciate it. If you have any other questions for me, happy to kind of provide some insight. So yeah. All right. 
Well, thank you, Merv. I really appreciate having you on the show and have a great rest of your day. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.